0: Hey guys, welcome back to Diary of Crazy. Um it's been a little while. <laughs> oh just a hot minute, you know. Um no but for real. Um things have been a little a little rough for me lately. And uh so it took a little bit of extra time to get to this point where I can truly sit down and actually talk and <sighs> tell you about what's going on. So, um this is definitely going to be a heavy episode. Um probably not just for me, but for listeners too. Um just so you know because I'm going to talk about some really hard things that I've been facing and then some really hard things that I've faced in the past and um I just want to give y'all a heads up. Um So basically for me this is like a mental health check and and just a re like recap where I'm coming from I guess I don't really know well you'll find out if you listen I mean don't but yeah um so I'm gonna do this episode and then I'm hoping to do two other ones within the next 24 hours just to like get caught up but also um as a part of the reason like the last two weeks have been so hard for me is because there's been three really big topics like that I have wanted to talk about, but just emotionally and um like I couldn't line up my emotions and my logic, and I'm still probably gonna have serious issues doing that um but I'm gonna try and um so I'm gonna post this one and then again, hopefully within the next twenty four hours, I have the other two up um, so today, what I kind of want to talk about again, like, so, um, I allude to this a lot, but 2019 was probably one of the worst years of my life, just because of where I was at, like, mental health-wise, like, I was in a really, really bad place, and, um, I think I, I talk about it on my social media sometimes, but I don't, know how many people actually like can understand the depth and the grasp like I literally tried to kill myself twice and even then like I didn't want to be alive so um it was really hard for me and and I noticed it late 2018 and it actually like caused huge problems in my job and is probably a major part of it it's it led me down a really dark path and um And then in the last couple weeks, it kind of just, those feelings kind of manifested a little bit and I didn't want to go back there. But the last couple weeks has been more like my hormones have shifted um, due to my PMDD. So it just like brought a lot back and, and this month has been significantly worse for my... Uh, PMDD symptoms than I've had in the past, so, um, those feelings just kind of bubbled over and, and then, um, apparently now I'm dealing with feelings I didn't know I had, so it's been, it's been a little rough, but, uh, hopefully I can break some of it down for everyone, including myself, and the one thing I do want people to remember is, like, when I do these podcasts, yes, I want to help other people, but at the same time, it's very much for me. Um, this is this has kind of been, and I know, like I've only been doing it for a couple of weeks, but for me, it's kind of been a huge help. Um, just, just working through and getting through the feelings that I haven't been able to work through. Um, so this is very much for me like um and this is my path to maintaining and in working through my mental health problems so um that's one thing I want people to remember of course of course of course I want to help other people and I'm always willing to talk and I'm always here for people if they need anything um I'm not going to guarantee I won't cry for you, or cry with you, um, or cry on you while I'm explaining things, but, um, I'm definitely, I'm definitely here for it, um, so, um, but anyways, so, um, in late 2018, I fell into a really, really, really bad depression, and, um, I thought I had a handle on it, and I and I actually <laughs> was pretty decent at hiding it from people, which I think I learned from over the years of, of hiding my mental health problems, but, like, um, it's really true what they say, like, um, the most depressed people are definitely, like, they hide it really well, and nobody knows that they're depressed, and then, like, of course, I was still very much the person who wanted to make everyone else smile, and, and, and make sure that everyone else was doing okay, but um, that definitely wasn't how I was feeling on the inside, and I think um, it just kind of all fell apart at the same time, so um, yeah, in late 2018, I couldn't tell you the month or anything, but I ended up going on antidepressants, and it helped for a little bit but, but not really because I, w- I I wasn't really coping with anything and then of course so um, I worked for the Department of Child Services and um, <laughs> some of the shit you see working for them is tough. But doing that shit and not over like and not having dealt with your own shit is even tougher, and I can just say, like, um, I went to school for it, and I, and I had all these friends, and they were amazing, and they were so supportive, and honestly, I kind of wish I reached out to them, um, but I didn't, and that's okay, because, I mean, I learned from it now, um, but, like, a lot was going on in, um, in that time, so I ended up Removing these kids who were, who were burn victims, um, and and it was never proven that this happened, but, um, I really thought that their mom did it, um. And then, things happened, and and, um. So okay, actually, so I really thought that their mom did it, and so when I took the kids to Riley to be checked out and make sure everything was okay, um um the one of the kids called me mom and and then come to find out later like that kid had no attachment with his actual mother so like he didn't necessarily understand um and they were they were they were little kids they were both um not really able to speak so they were young but um anyways all that happened and we ended up having we removed them and then with the court and all that BS, and um, they ended up going back to their mom just because there was not enough evidence to support um, that they were harmed intentionally or anything like that, and and that's kind of really where the the, the court system sucks in terms of in in DCS in general sucks in terms of of a horror stories, because <laughs> like you know something is gonna happen to that kid again, but you don't have enough proof so you have to send them back to an extremely unsafe and unloving condition and and that was one of the hardest parts for me and um, but then um, it was a a long time family that they dealt with and um, it ended up being really bad where the caregiver um, of this one kiddo um who had severe 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 autism was not able to care for that kid anymore and um and unfortunately that caregiver was literally all that that little kid had because nobody else in that family gave a rat's ass about this little kid and and because that caregiver could no longer take care of them we had to remove them, and I think that's what pushed me over the edge as far as, like, my guilt and my, like, mental health issues in general. Because, like, I mentioned before, um, when I was held in captivity, the man who held me in captivity had a daughter, and, like, I ran, and I did nothing about her, even knowing, like, she was in danger. So I think when I started working for DCS, like, I'd never dealt with those issues, so when I saw it happening, it, like, basically, I hated myself, and, and I couldn't articulate, like, why I hated myself, and, and what was going on, um, so, yeah, um, on, in late January, I ended up trying to kill myself, and, my best friend stopped me and um and he uh, yeah, he stopped me and and then come to find out I ended up being pregnant too, so um but it was a non viable pregnancy and just because so I have an IUD and a lot of people I don't know how common knowledge this is, but like people with IUDs if they end up pregnant, the pregnancy is not typically viable. Um so I was supposed to call my gynecologist and get things worked out, but I ended up um, having miscarriage, for lack of better words. I mean, I feel like it was a miscarriage, but I don't know if it actually was or not. Um, but, like, my body disposed of what was there <laughs> of the baby because, um, like, I was 10 weeks pregnant at the time that I had my miscarriage. So there was some stuff there it was (laughs) terrifying to see in the toilet but that's a whole nother (laughs) a whole nother story but um yeah and so from that point like I was a mess like I wanted to die I didn't want to be alive I hated myself like my body had literally just rejected a human and I was just feeling like I was a monster I guess and like (laughs) it's ironically enough, so, um, I had told one person about the pregnancy, like, I literally told nobody else, and then, I, uh, had a miscarriage, and, uh, I guess I told a couple other people, but anyways, this person was the first person I told I was pregnant, and then the first person I told that the baby had died, and, and, (laughs) Um, like, he he was no relation to me or anything, like, he just happened to be an amazing human being, and a really great boss that I really wanted to work for, and his company meant so much to me, and he, he was the greatest mentor I could ask for, especially in a time where I hated myself and I wanted to die, and, like, he gave me a little bit of a glimpse of something to live for even though in the end like it didn't work, end up breaking out and my depression won over but he's so totally like great um and actually he's the reason that I started podcasts because I don't know he, he he definitely like ingrained in me really quickly like following my dreams is really the only way to find the light at the end of the tunnel and uh and, and unfortunately, well, not really for either of us, but like the situation kind of sucked, but, um, excuse me, um, I wasn't good at sales and he was, he, he had a marketing firm and, um, that did direct sales. So, um, I found out that I wasn't very good at it, but he taught me enough other life lessons in the five, six months I worked for him, like that really helped me today, and things like that, so, um, but anyways, so after I had the miscarriage, I, I called him, and I was like, hey, I know I told you, like, I couldn't accept the job previously, because I found I was pregnant, and, and things are, are, basically, at the time that, I found out I didn't know necessarily if it was viable or not, and then that it would be extremely high risk. So I told him that I couldn't accept the job, and I, I would have to stay home anyways due to the situation. And, um, and then um, when I called him back, I let him know that, hey, I had, I had the miscarriage, and, and I would still really love to come work for your company if that's an option and he gladly like he welcomed me with open arms and um he introduced me to my other mentor who actually became an amazing friend too um and the two of them honestly are, are responsible for a lot of my successes in in keeping me sane as long as I stayed sane um as much as I can say that I was saying in that time, but, um, yeah, um, so, I was, I was okay, I was still in a really, really, really bad place, and, like, I was losing my house, and, and my partner, he just, he wasn't necessarily in a place mentally, um, or, um, like, financially, too, support me, and help me, and, and so I ended up getting evicted and losing my house, which sucked in, in, in itself, too, like, um, and then I had court fees, and, and, and come to find out I, I owe them a lot more money than what the house was worth, that's for damn sure, but, um, so, but it just, it just kind of felt like everything was piling on at one time and because like I had never dealt with um like the rape and the captivity and giving birth and and then all like a bunch of other childhood trauma and and things like that I feel like things just kind of like my trash can overflowed a little bit and um so it's really hard for me and and I and I ended up and I, I can't tell you why, but I just know there was a lot of guilt and a lot of hatred towards myself. And so it's really hard not to say his name because he's an amazing human. And I really wish people would go and listen to his podcast because... Actually, I'm going to say his name so just because I'm going to plug his podcast a little bit. But um, so like him, like when... So the second time I tried to kill myself, I, it was, the first time I was with a gun, and then the second time I just took a bunch of pills, and, um, and then I went MIA f- for a while, I ended up, um, talking to a bunch of doctors, and, and, and spending time with my family, and, um, but I didn't answer phone calls or anything, and, like, nobody knew where I was besides my family, um. And, uh, okay, actually, rewind, in that time, I also had gotten a dog, and because, like, in my heart, I was trying to replace what I had lost, um, and he ended up dying, too, so, of course, that added on top of (laughs) all of the, all of the hatred I had towards myself, and, and my body, and things like that, and I was just, like, I just can't like am I not gonna be a good mom or and I couldn't figure it out and so I went to talk to like him and and when I finally like went and talked to him and i just, I don't know what to do at this point. I love your company and I love you and the people that you mentor and the people you've put in my life, but I truly truly hate myself and I and I wasn't doing good at his company at all, so, like, but, um, but I told him, I said, I need help, and I need to go get treatment, and, and I, and I told him, I said, I would love to come back if I can eventually, but I think we both knew deep down, like, (laughs) sales was not my thing, (laughs) um, or even just, like, direct sales was not my thing, necessarily, um, but, also, that's just not the kind of work I wanted to do. like I'm very much a structured person, so I think we both saw that but and he didn't know like he didn't understand how I could hate myself because I mean, while well, he saw the the girl who who was struggling, I'm sure, but he also saw like this happy go lucky person who just wanted to make everyone else feel better. So, like I said, (laughs) people who are severely depressed do a very good job of hiding it. And um, so he just didn't understand. And I think it's very uncommon for people, unless you've been through it, to understand how somebody can truly hate themselves. And and it's really hard once you get to that point where you you literally hate yourself so much that you don't want to be alive. Like that that really takes a toll on you and that's really hard for people to comprehend um yeah like extremely hard and i don't and i don't really know like if people um understood how bad i was or 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 still can understand what it means to like hate yourself that much but um yeah um but like I said, he, I got help, and, and I started taking care of myself a little bit, and I caught up on, on some bills and things like that, and, and I, I, I slowly but surely, like, dug my way out of that hole, and, um, I was really lucky to find a job teaching, um, and, <laughs> there's several of those kids who definitely, like, made it easier for me to climb out of that hole, but four in particular that, like, helped dig with me, um, and I'm, I still keep in contact with some of them, but the other ones, it's really, it's really sad to see, like, that I'm not a part of their lives anymore, but at the same time, like, I understand, (laughs) so I taught, um, I was teaching preschool and literally fell in love and I realized like teaching is where I wanted to be and teaching was was my calling and it was my path to to truly helping people and, and to build um a foundation where mental health is, is normalized and where mental health does not get to a point where it's so bad that you hate yourself so much that you don't wanna live. Like and like I realized that's what I was going to do with my life, um, so I taught, and I taught, and then I ended up getting fired, which is fine, because, um, so, (laughs) it, it was needed, because our value systems did not agree whatsoever, um, and while I met very, I met amazing people, um, at the school I taught at, um, the owner was not so amazing, and, um, well, they they tried, um, at first to kinda understand where I was coming from and and things like that, but then um came at me a little backhanded and in a way that um was extremely unprofessional and um and really catty, like um but basically they disagreed with Um, something I was teaching and, and something I wanted very much to instill in my kids. And, um, ultimately that difference in opinion ended up getting me fired and, um, which is fine because, uh, shortly thereafter I got literally two days later, (laughs) I got hired on, um, substitute teaching, um, full time and, and, uh, and then nannying on the side, um, for at risk um kids, so um, that was amazing, and and being in the school in in age levels, where <laughs> it's just phenomenal, and and so the substitute I worked for um, they did a lot of inner city schools and um with charter schools, and and you see a lot of trauma, and you see a lot of. Um, kids who have been around the block, like, and, and you, and you see their passion and, and the way they live and the way they love. And, um, and then you look at those teachers and see how happy and blessed they are to be in that position. And I was, I just knew, I was like, that's my calling. And that's where I want to be. And, and maybe in the future, I want to open my own school just so I can teach and maintain that things are being teached the way I want, but, um, I found the school, actually, that I'm teaching for in the fall, um, and I felt absolutely head over heels in love with them. They were a trauma-based school. Their, um, head of the school agreed with the way I wanted to teach, and, and they were open to letting me do my thing in the classroom, and, it was great, so I'm super excited for that, but like <laughs> it was it was helpful to find like little lights at the end of the tunnel, and I think very much so something like him instilled in me is 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 to follow your dreams and 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 it and if you want something enough, it's not gonna be an easy path to get there, and it's not going to be um all rainbows and sunshine all the time, like, and clearly from me crying this whole time, like, you can, you can see, like, things aren't rainbows and sunshine all the time, and yes, I'm super excited for these future opportunities, but, um, things, things happen, and, and I think, um, in the last couple weeks, um, because of my PMDD, and it's gonna be a really bad month, which kind of sucks, but, um, the depression has flared up a little bit, and and this last couple of weeks has been really hard on me. Like, because apparently I I had not really addressed my feelings towards my miscarriage, so I've been literally crying for two weeks over over the fact that I could have had a seven eighth month old now, like. And I and I could have had a mom and or I could have been a mom and I could have had that dream of mine come true too, but it just wasn't time, I guess. And like, there's always a part of me that is gonna think, well, out of my three kids, two of them are dead, so like, am I? am I not good enough or or like and that always goes through my mind and I know I know no I know deep down that that's not true and and I'm gonna be an amazing mom and it may not happen traditionally and it may just be all the kids in my classroom and it may just be um through adoption or or marrying a man who already has kids but I'm gonna be a mom in some way or form and uh And I know that when I have these feelings it's 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 my depression talking and i and I know like I know tips and tricks now how to get over it, but when it gets like this it's it's rough like <laughs> um and of course there's like okay, so this is a really bad thing, and I think this is what sent me over the edge enough like. Okay, I need to stop. I need to get out of my head. I need to finally talk about it. But, like, yesterday, I went to the bathroom real quick uh, while watching a movie. And then um, I, like, caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror while I was washing my hands. And my belly looks like I have a pregnancy bump. I'm not pregnant by any means. Um, But, like, I just broke down and started crying. And I couldn't take it. So, like, and I took a picture and I sent it to my two girl best friends, and and I was like, why does my body do shit like this to me, and like, they don't necessarily understand what I'm going through, so they couldn't be there to provide that support for me, but I was like, alright, enough's enough, like, you're allowed to be sad, but you don't get to let those emotions control you anymore, so like, Last night was very much (laughs) every coping mechanism in the book. Like, this is what you're doing. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, and things are better today. I'm still extremely, like, whiny. (laughs) Um, I kind of just want to be by myself, and I'm having a bad pain day. So I just want to be by myself and (laughs) and rest. But I'm at work, and thankfully, like, the big guy that I work for, he, he... (laughs) I can give him a screen, and he'll be okay, so, I've been able to, um, and he is a light in my world, too, so, um, but, yeah, so, um, yeah, um, so, I just want people to realize, like, suicide's very real, and, and it's actually a lot more common than you think, and, and it is hereditary, like, with severe depression, um, with suicidal attempts is hereditary and a lot of people don't really know that or, or it kind of blows their mind a little bit, but it is. And, um, and so it, it's sometimes hard to, because people who suffer with depression are, are always at a greater risk for, for suicide attempts, and then add on trauma, and not taking care of that trauma, and, um, things like that, so, and, and, and suicide's not bad, I don't want people to think, like, suicide doesn't make you weak, and suicide doesn't make you less of a person, or even attempting it doesn't, doesn't mean that, it just means you need help, and and it really sucks for the people who actually succeed in suicide, because ultimately, like, if you're, I always look at it now, like, if there had to be something in me that didn't want to die, because if you truly, truly, truly want to die, you find a way, and, um, I think it's, because I went from planning my murders right after I was right after I gave birth to attempting to kill myself. So like you can see how things escalate. And and I just think it's very important and and therapy doesn't work for everyone and and I'm very much one of those people. I don't like therapy because um unless it's like inactivity or um or movement for me it's not beneficial because (sighs) talking to the counselors because they weren't actual therapists but i don't want to negate they're they 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 have credentials (laughs) this sounds so bad i um but talking to them just doesn't work for me, so, like, if I went on a walk and talked to them, or if we colored pictures and talked, and, like, but there has to be something active involved, um, just because, like, I'm a creative-brained person, so I need that, um, but that doesn't work for everyone, but, um, one thing, and I do still talk to a counselor, but, um, it's more, like, to help me, um, on my coping mechanisms and keep me on track for school, because, I really need that kind of help, um, but we just talk about, like, I have a list of, of 50 things um, of coping mechanisms that, that i run through when things get really, really bad, and, and, um, and I used that list yesterday, so, and it wasn't necessarily, like, that I felt like I was going to kill myself, but I definitely felt like I was getting to a point where I might lose control, and I think it's very important to be cognizant of of, of that kind of, of level of, of need, just because, like, so I'll call her, play Xbox, or, or call a friend, and, and bitch about politics, or, <laughs> um, like, um, what else did I do yesterday? I watched cartoons, um, and I went to bed early, um, like, just sometimes anything, like, anything that makes you feel an inch happier, um, ultimately is is going to be beneficial and I think um it's very very important to know like you're not alone yes nobody might understand the depth of what you're going through but a lot of us have been to that point where we don't see a tomorrow so I think um even if you feel at your wits end reach out like and i i honestly wish i would have reached out in in 2018 to the girls that i went to school with um not that it would have helped a whole lot or or even my mentor that, that she was literally there for me the whole time i was going through school and and i I, I just couldn't bring myself to talk to her. But there's suicide lines and there's hotlines and, and there's all these things. But when you find yourself at that point, knowing they're there and using them are two very separate things. So I don't want to sit here and preach like, yeah, do it. It'll save your life. Um. But... Because I don't, I don't really know. I don't know what I would have done if I didn't have a friend around when I tried to kill myself both times. Like literally, I there's, they're the reason I'm alive. It's not. <laughs> so I don't really know, and and I'm I'm gonna be straight up like yes, I'm doing better, and I'm definitely out of the hole enough that I look forward to tomorrow, and and like my purpose of living is is now to make a better world for other people and make it so other people don't have to go through what I went through but I know there's still other people suffering and I know that like I don't know you know like I'm just kind of at that point where I'm healing and And I have good days, and I have bad days, and I have really good days, and I have some blah days, and I have really bad days. Um, Last couple of weeks have been really bad days. Um, But for me, it was just really important to know, like, I think too that I scared myself the last time I tried to kill myself enough that I don't think I'll ever attempt it again. Just because I've built up enough... I've dealt with the things that caused me to hate myself enough to the point where I can catch myself sliding. Um, but for me, it's really important to help other people and and to utilize the list that I've made with my counselor and, and um, well... We talked about the list, she didn't necessarily help make it with me, but that's a whole different, but like it's helpful for me to utilize that, and it's helpful for me to talk about it and um yes, it's really hard, and I still cry my eyes out, but yes, I'm hormonal and but it's hard stuff and and if people were to understand an inkling of mental health not being bad things would be so different and I think um I don't know I just I don't want people to feel this way and I don't want people to to have to suffer and I think um where I'm at right now like it's okay and and I'm gonna help somebody and if it's just myself that's okay um but, yeah <laughs> sorry for rambling, uh but, yeah, so I know this has been some really, really hard stuff to talk about and and I'm really sorry <laughs> if it's really hard for other people to hear it too, but I just want to reiterate again that you're not alone. I'm always here, um, if somebody needs to talk or or somebody needs help finding resources or or anything or or just to be somebody to hug, because sometimes that's what we need, <laughs> um, or to hold your hand, or or to get ice cream with you, um, but I'm here, and, and I, I want it, I want other people to realize that somebody is there somewhere, um, but yeah, so thank you so much for listening, I know today was probably a little rougher than... Some other days are going to be, and some days we have like that, but I promise you we all, and you get me ugly crying. It's a good thing you can't see my face, <laughs> um, but I'm always here. Reach out if you need me. Um, thanks for listening to Diary of Crazy.